From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Now there's a way for iPhone users to store their health records from multiple medical providers in one handy place on their iPhone. Upstate Medical University has partnered with Apple to support health records, and here to tell about it is Dr. Neil Seidberg. Thanks for being here. Oh, very happy to be here this morning. Now, I should let uh, listeners know that you're a pediatrician by training and you specialize in critical care, but you're also an expert in technology. And you um, helped the hospital transition into electronic medical records a few years ago. And now we have this established relationship with Apple. So uh, we're not the only healthcare institution that's doing this. Um, several others are on the list, right? Yeah, so this is a uh, new uh, venture that Apple has uh, put forward with their last release of their operating system um, a little less than a year ago, which allows um, institutions and other offices to work with Apple. And um, for patients that want to, they can move medical records into a app on, the, on an iPhone that allows them to bring all of their health information together. And we think this is a way to enhance a patient's opportunity to take responsibility and own their own information in partnership with us in their health. And it's voluntary, obviously. This is so. very voluntary, yes. So people may be familiar, um, or we hope they're familiar with my chart, which came about 2012, was that? Correct. 2012, we were the... Uh, first hospital in this area to institute my chart as a portal to your medical records. Before that, you had to go to medical records and request release of records either on paper and then later it was available as PDF files, but you had to go someplace to request them. For much of your medical records, you can still do this and you could do it today if you wanted, but we wanted an electronic way for patients to be able to get their records from home either through a secure website or through an app, and this is where my chart comes from. My chart allows you to pull in things like medication lists, like uh, uh, lab results, radiology results. You can communicate with your provider, request uh, request appointments. It allows a connection to your uh, upstate providers. So, what's the difference between my chart and the app? on the Apple iPhone where I can now store my medical records. So this is what we think is, is potentially exciting for the future here. The Apple's app is a system that allows you to bring not just your medical records in, but to bring in information from other sources about your health. People who are trying to lose weight might be using a calorie tracking software and their calories that they intake go into the same, go into the same location. Uh, the heart rates that Fitbits and other things store, again, can go into this central repository and ultimately allows a patient to bring all of their information together. Indeed, if they were to go to other medical centers that uh, use, the same, uh, use the same sorts of partnerships with Apple, all those visits would commingle with our visits. So it wouldn't just be, I have to go to one location to look here and then another location for other material, but it gives them an opportunity to see everything chronologically in time. So the, if, if I'm in my chart, the data from my chart is on the upstate servers, and it's kept there, right? So very, yes. So security is, of course, is uh, very important to both us and ultimately to Apple and, and most important to the user. Staying within my chart, there are things within my chart that you will always want to do within my chart. All communication to your providers are through my chart. 
uh, anything to do with billing and uh, paying for services, requesting appointments is all through MyChart. MyChart is a system that keeps all of your information securely stored within the Upstate computer system. Nothing ever gets to your phone other than as a display or your or the website again, other than as a as a display. It's secure, it's safe, it stays there. Should you want to mingle it with your other information, you can choose to bring it from my chart out, that's this partnership with Apple, and put it on your phone. Should you do that, uh, it, it never touches Apple servers, it's a direct connection to your phone, and it's secured behind the encryption on your phone as well as uh, any passwords that or face uh, face identification, fingerprint identification that you've set up. Uh, but should you not choose that, all of your information is always securely available through MyChart. So how does one go about if they haven't already signed up for MyChart? So MyChart is available in a number of different ways to get access to it. Uh, one primary way that they, you can get it is right when you see one of our providers. We will give you an after-visit summary. At the bottom of that after-visit summary is instructions for how to sign up with a code just for you. Uh, to get you securely signed up. From our website, you can go to the MyChart page and you can also sign up for there and request an account. So that's from the upstate.edu website? Okay. Correct. So there's numerous ways of doing that. Good. So if I choose to go on and use the Apple app, um, it's sort of like going and taking my medical records, getting copies of them from the hospital and taking them, but instead of having physical copies, they're being put like on my phone. That's exactly the metaphor. The metaphor is you come to us, you ask for your records, and only after you ask for your records would we give you a copy. That copy is uh, placed on your phone. And indeed, you can break that link anytime you want and remove that information if you don't want it there at any, at any time. Now, do I need to go back each, after every doctor's visit, do I have to go back and request again, or does it automatically? This is one of the nice features that's built into it, is it allows uh, the system, when you open up Apple's Health app, to make a request on its own uh, to update any time that, that you look into it, similar to you know, a, a mail program updating, looking for new mail messages. Same kind of idea. It'll look for new visits you had with the doctors, new results that have been released, and allow you to uh, um, allow you to uh, keep an updated look at any time there. Now, right now, it's only for Apple. It, there's not available on Android or any other devices. It's at just this time. It's it's uh, limited to Apple based on the um, on the substructure that they've created. Uh, it may come to other devices at other time. It would have to be through those uh, vendors. And ultimately, for example, for Android devices, it would have to come as a, as a project that Google would work on. Okay. Well, can we, can we walk listeners through how to sign up? Absolutely. If they have an iPhone, does it work on iPads too, or is it just iPhones? The health app uh, primarily is designed to work on the iPhone, so it's meant for the iPhone. Um, and it comes preloaded on the phone, It's preloaded. Right? You don't have to purchase anything. When you, per when you have your phone, it's just there. And uh, you can set it up instantly to do some really neat things uh, just by itself without connecting it. Think things, again, like storing uh, calorie intakes if you're interested, things like steps, heart rate, whatever you want to do. It also allows you uh, something that we find useful to set up a virtual medical ID band on it, for example. So should you end up 
in an emergency room unable to speak, but you have your phone, there's a way for us to get that information and, and learn. For like know, emergency for contacts, emergency contacts and, and allergies those, or absolutely, whatever. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. To set it up, um, it's very simple. You just need to go into the app itself, go into the health records section, and initiate a contact. It asks for which institution you're looking for. You choose Upstate. Uh, and uh, sign off with your Upstate password, which again does not go to Apple, goes straight to us, and uh, the connection is made. It's very quick, it's very simple. Good to know. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Dr. Neil Seidberg about a new way to store your medical records. Um, but I also want to talk to you sort of in general about, um, I mean, electronic availability and what that's doing for patients' lives now and in the future. So this Apple app is one thing, but what else have we got going on or coming up? So we have a number of new things that we're working on that we're very excited about. One of the things as we look into the future that we want to do is make information uh, that the patient has available to your doctor. So one of the first things that we'll hopefully be working out over the near term here is the ability to bring in information. If you were to store blood pressures, for example, in Apple's Health app, we might be able to bring those directly into our electronic medical record and see what your blood pressures have been doing, number of steps you've been taking, or other information. How do you feel today? All those sorts of different fields we could use. Or if and you're using a calorie tracking app, you could send that to your doctor if you wanted. Exactly. And, and, you know, my doctor can look at me and say, you know, gosh, Neil, I see you've been having a little too many calories on weekends, and perhaps that's not a good idea. Again, this is something that would be absolutely elective. We would not require, nor would we be seeking information from patients uh, without their consent, knowledge, and, and, uh, and wanting to participate in such a program. Um, additionally, using my chart, uh, we have a new feature that we've put out, which uh, I would think would be exciting for travelers, which is when they go to another city, for example, uh, traveling to someplace warm in the winter, uh, if they should happen to have the misfortune of becoming ill, uh, they can actually create a one-time access to our electronic medical record through my chart, which allows the provider there to see all the same information that is in my chart. So they can see what their problems are, what medications we know them to be on, any allergies, um, and any testing results that might be there to help them better inform their decision making, even though they don't know you as a patient. And um, at the end of that, they can even write a brief note back to us saying, you know, that they saw, they saw our patient and here's what they found. And uh, uh, when you return, we'll have that information available to us. Uh, the last thing that we're starting, which I'm very excited about this fall, is putting medical records information like MyChart in the hands of our inpatients. And this is through a project called MyChart Bedside. It's part of our electronic medical record. Patients who bring an iPad with them, which is many of our patients these days, will be able to download an app to their iPad called MyChart Bedside, and we'll be able to create a secure link to that app on their device, which will allow them to see their test results the day that, they, that they're drawn. Uh, they can request things such as, I need a drink without hitting a call bell. They can see what's scheduled. They will know that they have medications due around 9 a.m., for example, or if they were waiting for surgery, that the surgery is scheduled around 3 p.m. tomorrow and things like that, which again, help them take control of their stay and hopefully help them be a better partner for their health and shorten their times in the hospital. It sounds like that would increase efficiency 
and it sounds, you know, um, Star Trek-y or space age or whatever, but um, it also sounds like it might have the risk of decreasing the FaceTime with providers. We're hoping it actually increases FaceTime for providers. One of the things that I go in and out of rooms of my patients and talk to their parents that happens is we I come in on my schedule when I'm rounding or when I'm coming by. They may be there, they may not be there. Uh, they have a... Uh, uh, they have a list of questions, perhaps, that they have in their head, but by the time I've walked into the room, half the questions are forgotten. This will give them, the families or the patients, an opportunity to write down their questions, maybe pose some of them beforehand. Um, it also uh, and that, allows them that would to, allow you as the provider to be prepared and say, oh, I know she's going to ask me about this, so there's this article I wanted to bring or this whatever. Absolutely. And it also allows them to say, even beforehand, send a message out saying, hey, my family's all going to be here at 4 o'clock today, and I can you know, do my best to be there right about that time instead of randomly popping in at 2 o'clock when nobody's there. So it actually should make our time more efficient and hopefully give them more information versus what we see now. I walk out of the room and uh, you know, the family, you know, go, oh, I meant to ask. And you know, hopefully we can reduce those, oh, I meant to asks and increase their knowledge of what's going on. And and solve all their questions for them. Well, we have younger generations growing up with expectations of, ha of all of this being electronic, right? I mean, you, you go on your phone and on an app to order your dinner at Panera and you pick it up without having to interact with, you know, it's just easy to do that. And maybe the expectation is becoming that medicine will be more like that. You know, we certainly are going to make sure that we implement these technologies in a way that doesn't interrupt with the human touch and the human connections that we make. But there certainly is a lot of communication that occurs and waiting for things that occur that we don't think the patient should have to um, have to delay for us again, whether it's you know, waiting to ask for a drink or whether it's waiting to ask a question. If they have a question, then we should be able to know that and come in uh, as soon as it's as soon as we're, as soon as it's possible. Well, now security um, of all of this information becomes a paramount right responsibility. Oh, absolutely. So, and we and and we can take all the steps that we know of to take, but we still we hear about these big data bre breaches from time to time with credit cards or whatever at different companies. Um, what are we doing to protect and make sure that all of this is safe? Yeah, so, so the hospital has, and our, indeed our health system has, uh, spent significant amount of time, and we spend significant resources ensuring to the best of uh, ability of, of current day knowledge that we are providing as much security and safety to all of our patients. It's, it's one of our most important um, pieces of, of, of information technology. Uh, we uh, install a number or use a number of services to help us do that. We have a whole group of people whose jobs are just dedicated to maintaining the security and safety of our information. And both we and the uh, company which creates our electronic medical record, Epic Systems, do numerous checks and, and balances to make sure that all the data that we have on our patients is maintained in a way that is absolutely as safe as it possibly can be. Do you foresee a day when these um, implantable devices or wearable devices will connect electronically to? I think that day is already here. 
Really? Um, so many people wear devices, whether they're step counters or whatever. Uh, Apple's devices measure heart rate. There's always talk about new sensors coming out. Uh, glucometers that our diabetes patients uh, mm. now wear full-time um, you know, um, on their arm or on another extremity and give real-time data. All of that information is information that becomes available for us to bring in, again, at the patient's uh, consent, but able to bring into to our system and use so that we can see, you know, what happened last night, what happened a month ago, and how, did the, how, how has your health been changing over time? And again, and it powers the patient also to have ownership of their own health and, be, and hopefully be ahead of us in helping their health improve. Well, there is a lot of room for information coming in, so. Well, thank you so much for being here to talk about this. My guest has been Dr. Neil Seidberg. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.